0: Hello and welcome to the Surgical Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Haider Al-Hakim, the third eye doctor. Pull up a chair and get ready for some candid and uncompromising discussion with experts, innovators, agitators and influential people from every corner of health and well-being. From inside the hospital to at home in the kitchen, we're leaving no stone unturned in our quest to uncover the secrets of healthier, happier, more successful and less stressful lives. Thank you so much for joining us, and without further ado, let's meet this episode's guest. Hello Harry, we've, we've, we've started the podcast, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic, how are you doing? I'm, I'm very well, it, it's bloody cold and I don't like cold weather. It is um, cold. It so is what cold. do you do? What, what, what do you do in this situ- situation? It's cold weather, how do you stay superhuman in this cold weather?
1: Yeah, so as you know, I'm all about feeling superhuman, doing the best I can to to feel superhuman. Um, Firstly, very obvious answer: keep the heating on, but Hmm. get moving as well. I mean, Hmm. you know, get moving first thing. Like yesterday, actually, yesterday morning, I was luckily I was in France, I was in Fontainebleau, and I took a walk, and it was so much colder there than it was here. It was like freezing. And the woods were so misty, but I realized I hadn't actually been in woods, strange woods by myself for a long, long time. And uh, I well, I didn't know and I could quite easily get lost and it was very kind of eerie, kind of imagine like you're in the scene of some sort of horror movie kind of thing. But I went for like a nice two hour long walk, yeah. uh, four layers on, still got cold in my hands even with gloves, hat, scarf, uh, but keeping moving, which is something I talk about obviously a lot when it comes to health and well-being, movement. Uh, it doesn't have to be like a run or, an, or a jog or anything. Yeah. But just moving, it's all good. It's all cool,
0: good. Cool, cool. And, and you know, movement is is the default really for the body rather than the sitting. So yeah. you know, how much time can you not sit rather than how much time can you move? I think yeah, that's sort ab- of a good. Absolutely. Well, I'm standing right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I need to stand up because that, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I saw that. It.
1: I bought a standing desk like a couple of years ago, and uh, it's been brilliant. Uh, obviously, it's not the solution because you're still in one plane of motion. Yeah. Um, but because you're you've spent twenty, thirty years sitting, at least yeah. you're going to engage different muscles standing than you would be sitting. Um, and it's not to say I stand all day; I sit as well.
0: And 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 this brings us on to your passion
1: for yoga. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I've been doing yoga for like, uh, well consistently i like i say a twice a week practice uh, on average for the last 10 years which pr- primarily i got into because um i actually had a neck injury uh, years and years ago uh, from something in the gym and had physio was told that i needed either could either do a surgery some sort of injection or physio so i took the physio but then the physio ran out after about 10 sessions or whatever it was and i figured you know what I'll uh, I'll start doing yoga and I dabbled with yoga before because I used to work night shifts and I realised that I couldn't run on a treadmill after a long night shift because I almost collapsed once and the yoga class was on at 9am and I went to that so I dabbled in it a little bit before and then I just found a good class around 2008 got into it um and I you know when I look around the streets that you know I see people you know old age people hunched over and mm. things like that, and I didn't want to be like that, and so I made a commitment that I, you know twice a week I'd leave the door, leave the office at five thirty regardless of what people thought about that and uh for my own self care and you know six till seven thirty would do yoga twice a week um and then you know now i'm obviously I teach yoga, but that's you know part of my offering, my main thing is speaking and training on health well-being mindset and resilience but obviously yoga i have a holistic approach to my model of well-being and uh you know movement is part of it yoga is part of it i mean Uh, what is it about yoga that, that really attracted it to you um i guess you know i've been doing some level of sport or exercise for 35 odd years now like since i was quite young I, i've been doing something like either judo or this or the other and i guess for yoga it was a a, a different style of practice in that it wasn't as i, I don't know what the word is forceful? Impactful. Like, yeah, yeah forceful impactful or uh aggressive mm. or this that, and the other like you know i did like football basketball. competitive yeah i mean you maybe you shouldn't really compete against even yourself. It's just Mm -hmm. you get to learn your body. You get to kind Mm. of learn about the breath. You get to learn about Mm. how to stay focused. I remember when I first started doing yoga, you know, my mind would always be all over the place thinking Mm. about what happened at work, thinking about what's going for dinner. Uh, And it still gets like that sometimes, but it's Mm. a lot less than it ever was. So that's helped me. But also as you get older, you know, we lose that ability to just move, sit Mm. down and crouch and Mm play with kids on the floor and do things like that and I just I you know I didn't want to be like that and I knew that it's a good compliment the way I look at yoga is a bit like imagine a building uh, a house Um, I still do lots of other things like uh, later today I'm going to go kettlebells Thai boxing as well Mm -hmm. Uh, so I do boxing kettlebells circuits all sorts of stuff but I always see yoga as being like if you think of a house um the maybe the cement i guess that holds everything together like all the all the bits so you mm-hmm. might put all the you know the, the foundations might be the basic strength training that you do the things that you're able to do and then you start adding on the fancier things like the nice windows and the conservatories which is maybe your tie boxing or mm-hmm. your kept all that sort of stuff um or your football your basketball but i think for me Yoga is always going to be like that foundation mm. that makes all the other things better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people will find that if they play tennis, they'll be better at tennis when they, play, when they do yoga as well. Wow. Wow. You know, if they do Thai boxing, they'll be better at Thai boxing if mm. they do yoga as well. So it just makes everything else better, if you, if you like. And also
0: it's an ancient philosophy and an ancient um, um, school of thought as well, which, which, which does have a foundation in human history.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, what, 6,000 years old, although mm. the, the movement style that we see in the West is literally about 120 years old. Um, and, and,
0: and do you think that's causing a lot of issues in terms of health or wellness, you know, the new style of movement that
1: the West no, has brought in? Um, no, but I just think it's it's very much um, representative of, say, society in general, which takes mm. a very reductionist approach mm. to problem solving Mm. you know uh you know you're a medic um Mm. so in the medicine world where we look at something and we look at something in isolation we go Mm. oh you know we take even we take an orange and we go oh it's the vitamin c that we need Mm. but actually there's tons of other interactions within that orange Mm. that that enter into your body and and do things Mm. and i think we are to our detriment taking this very reductionist approach which is you know yoga means union Okay? Mm-hmm. it means yoga. so it's
0: bring everything together it's, uh, it's, yeah, how can you find how, how, how can you find a really good yoga teacher
1: you know I, I wrote a blog post once years ago about uh, something about <coughs> beginner's guide to yoga and, and whenever I talk about yoga teachers and, and, and yoga to new people I always say this you know go to several different teachers mm. several different studios and several different styles mm. because otherwise it's like going to the movies once seeing a movie and saying well I don't like that movie, which means I don't like any movie. Mm. But actually, you're going to try different cinemas, Mm. you're going to try um, different types of genres, genres, all of that. And then you'll say, okay, I like that kind of movie. Mm. Okay, Mm. And I say the same thing with yoga, is try lots of different teachers, uh, lots of different styles, and then find one that kind of fits fits to you. And as your practice develops, your... uh, your criteria for a teacher will, will develop as mm. well and you'll start to try different teachers. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and this brings us on to, um, you know, all these different gurus because, I mean, you're a guru yourself and yet there's so many gurus on the internet and on YouTube and sort of out there. You know, how can we find the real guru from the fake?
1: <laughs> uh, well firstly i'm not sure i like the term guru anyway i i am i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a student first and then um i like to pass on what i learned to other people so i guess i would be a teacher second but you know obviously once you get it you you'll realize that you're your own guru you know mm. um, that you you're going to teach yourself things if you're looking for real gurus i would say look at babies babies wow. are my teachers you wow. know they they t- teach you how to breathe they teach you how to sit they teach you how to forgive They teach you how to live in the moment. Mm. They teach you how to not be attached to things too much. Mm. They teach you how to, you know, uh, smile and laugh. Wow. Um, So if you want a guru, look at a child. Wow. Um,
0: How far, I mean, in in terms of the age, are we looking at sort of up to one-year-olds, two-year-olds, three-year-olds? Yeah,
1: that kind of age, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and, you know, until they get conditioned by parents and school and culture and religion and sort of society.
1: But even still then there's there's a certain element. But, yeah, up to about age four, they they're pretty good teachers uh, for so we can argue
0: that you know the more the more the more childlike we are the more toddler like we are the more we're in tune with our
1: yeah superpower. i mean when you think about like um meditation meditation is is often not about getting no thoughts but it is about kind of releasing the thoughts that come in um but we try to get to this clear mind perspective but actually that's kind of the area that we were when we were born yeah when we were born we were kind of born with this empty mind and then lots of crap comes into it and through meditation we're trying to get back to that state so you know we kind of had all the answers uh, intuitively when we were children and uh, we lose that through various you know experiences conditioning people places and all of that that influences our lives which is you know it's not good or bad it just is and if you can Learn to get a bit more in touch with your body, your breath, your mind. Um, Mm. You'll start to be able to sift out the kind of the fake gurus from the real gurus if you are looking for a teacher. Mm. Um, You know, ask yourself, you know, are they living what they preach? Now, Mm. you know, I don't preach what I do 100% of the time because it's unrealistic the things that I do to do them 100% of the time. But you know, people get an intuitive sense for, for whether someone is, you know, bullshitting them mm. or or not. We've got quite high BS radars. Mm. And I think trusting your gut about things, you know, mm. does, does that person have a reputation from people you trust as well yeah. that you already know? Uh, it's a good way to look at it. Um, what's in it for them? I mean, obviously, you know, if you're if your profession is teaching people, you, you want to make money, you need to. Yeah. If you can't maintain... The monetary side you can't maintain the message either yeah so i wouldn't say that oh gurus have to be like you know people that aren't interested in money and yeah. aren't interested in all this because i don't think that's true no. um but what i do think is that you should find someone that um resonates with you it's yeah. got something to teach you is is humble in their own like philosophies as well maybe yeah. that they they could be wrong you know yeah. with with some of their stuff there's no real absolute truth as far as i Currently believe it to be, yeah. um, you know, and also know that their way is not necessarily going to be the only way, and it's and it might be just what's worked for them. Yeah. Uh, what I do certainly has worked for me and worked for many people that I speak with and coach and train. Um, and yet there may be things that don't work for other people. And you know, I say, for example, diet. Yeah, that actually listening to your body is a good idea when it comes to diet a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. However. You have to go for a training period first because if you're listening to your body right now and your body is telling you McDonald's, Snickers bar, this and the other, it's because it's been conditioned that way. But once Mm. you kind of get through that and you start to uh, peel that away, then actually, you know, not getting into any kind of diet religions or philosophies, Mm. just listening to your body and say, well, actually, right now I do feel like having a bit of egg. Uh, right now my body feels like it needs some chips or crisps yeah. and that's fine because yeah. that's you know Maybe it's, it needs the carbs. Maybe it needs the salt Maybe it needs the protein or the fat, you know, and listening to your body then is a good thing So yeah. getting yeah. back in tune with yourself is, is and you'll find out that you're your own guru
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you sort of got all the answers inside and it's about listening carefully and um, tuning in and introspecting inside of you um, now now, given that you're superhuman super harry um what are your kryptonites
1: well um firstly i would say that we're all superhuman yeah we've right. all got to just unlock our own inner superpowers and, and like i say you know as well as being superhuman i'm human and, and when i mean superhuman i don't mean like special powers or anything i just mean um that actually you're living at a superior level to maybe the average person walking down the street or the superior version of you uh, you are your best day Basically, mm-hmm. but rather than that best day happening once in a while it's happening you know seven eight maybe nine days out of ten yeah rather than you know it probably won't happen ten days out of ten sure um, but in terms of kryptonite I mean there's a few if we're talking about food for sure it's things like pop chips crisps your uh, <laughs> chips you'll always see me kind of vying for chips and crisps and things like that um, I'm also partial to a little bit of uh, nice quality vegan organic chocolate um, yeah I love all that stuff. Uh, So an on bar or two will definitely find its way into my diet from time to time. Um, You know, um, I'd say I suppose from a work perspective, and maybe people can relate to this, it's um, it's possibly spreading myself too thin with with um, rather than like zeroing in on one specific field. Now I know in medicine, as many of your listeners might well be in medical fields that's kind of ingrained into you you kind of go through that specialism and that's probably why if i were to be a doctor i'd probably end up being a gp or something like that Mm -hmm. or some sort of integrated holistic you'd be a very good gp actually you'd you'd be an awesome gp thank you for that thank you um because i'm just like interested in lots of different things and Mm. i've always found it a struggle to kind of niche down even when i was at school you know i'd be quite good at basketball and football and athletics and all of that, but I wouldn't be You excellent. want to know everything, you want to know yeah, everything. Yeah, but I wouldn't be excellent at any one thing, and and I guess, to my detriment, that means that I haven't specialised in certain ways, but to my benefit, it means that when I've looked at, say, my health model, yeah, uh, which people can find about on, on one of my websites, it's is actually, it looks at the whole picture, okay? Yeah. So it's not just looking at, oh, I'm a movement specialist, it's all about exercise, or yeah. I'm the diet yeah. person, it's all yeah. about this, or I'm the meditation expert, it's all about this. Actually, the leadership beat model, which is the philosophy that I've got on, on my website, com, you can see there's a, there's a picture there. And it's got everything in there that yes. I've seen over seven, eight, ten years of studying this stuff, where I've looked at different experts and I've pieced together the four main areas and then the subsets within that of what goes into healthy, well-being, uh, people who want that superhuman energy level. So, Wonderful.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, you know, check this guy out. This guy knows tons of stuff. He's also a mathematician, so he's um, very, very clever. Clever. Uh,
1: yeah, I did maths at I did physics and astrophysics at um, Astrophysics, even un- yeah, worse. University. University, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was a while back.
0: So we're coming towards the end of the podcast. Uh, I want three of your best hacks for our listeners. Okay.
1: Um, I'll give you those three hacks in one hack, okay? Now, you are high-performance people, yeah? you're medical professionals, you're professionals, and, uh, and also studying medicine, you probably haven't had lots of acronyms, right, that you had to learn to remember things. So, I'm going to give you another acronym, but many of you like high-performance vehicles, you like high-performance living, so think of a high-performance vehicle, and the one I'm thinking of is BMW. And the reason I'm thinking of it is for a very specific reason. Because if we're thinking about three things that you can do to become a high performance person in your life, then first thing you should do, first thing in the morning is this idea of a BMW and also throughout the day. Now, the B stands for breathing. Great. Okay. So take some proper deep diaphragmatic breaths, maybe 10 powerful deep breaths in the morning and continue to breathe diaphragmatically throughout the day. So breathing. The M stands for movement, okay? So make sure that, even if it's not your main exercise of the day, and rarely is it mine in the morning, but moving five, ten minutes, yeah? First thing in the morning, yeah? Whether that's me like me jumping on a rebounder, like a mini trampoline for five, ten minutes, um, or just doing some stretching, or some lunges, or some jumping jacks, or whatever it is, doesn't have to be your main workout, this is just to get you moving. Uh, And then W stands for water, okay? Most of the time people reach for their phone or a coffee first thing in the morning, yeah. Having about, well, depending on your size and everything, but I would go for half a litre of water first thing in the morning, if not more. Uh, Before you reach for coffee, before you reach for tea, before you reach for anything, you're either going to reach to hug your partner or you're going to reach for that glass of water. Um, have, so have both, lots, I guess. Have both. Yeah, have both. Both of you have the water. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we often think about having an outer bath. And as my uh, the, the podcast, one of the podcasts I like listening to, Sean Stevenson's Model Health Show, he always says, think about having an inner bath. Mm, okay. So, nice. having an inner bath, nice. okay, flushing nice. everything out. So, I normally start with like some warm water, like a third hot water and two thirds cold water. And I have a glass of that or two first thing. Then I have some normal water. I have some hot water and lemon. Uh, right now, I'm having some herbal tea. You, you see me with smoothies. I've Mate, a, you're a, fully a hydrated. You're,
0: you're, exactly. you're always on. <laughs> so,
1: so, BMW uh, has three tips. Breathing, movement, and water. Wonderful, Harry. It's It's been a great
0: pleasure. How how can people get hold of you?
1: Um, the best way would be via my main website now. My name's spelled a bit weird. It's Harry Kalimnios, so that's H-A-R-I-K-A-L-Y-M-N-I-O-S.com, or another way is you look up Harry H-A-R-I into Google along with the words the thought as in thinking Jim mm-hmm. so if you go Harry the thought Jim uh, in Google you'll find thethoughtjim.com, you'll find Harrykalimnios.com, you'll find my YouTube channels, you'll find Instagram, you'll find Twitter um, but I'm on social media the Thought thethoughtjim um, uh, but if you want to know about the leadership beat model, the blogs, all the blogs are on harrykalimnios.com Wonderful. Thank you so
0: much, Harry. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you. Uh, Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening to this installment of the Surgical Spirit Podcast. For all the latest in the world of surgical spirit, don't forget to follow on Twitter at The Third Eye Doc and catch me on Facebook at the page The Third Eye Doctor. You can visit the website at wwwthe for more information on the work that I do and please send us feedback and questions and suggestions for the podcast. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. I've been Dr Haida Al-Hakim and I'll see you next time.